Hello and welcome to the Wad Fam Jock Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And we're here this week to talk about not the first, not the second, not the third episode of Adventures in Odyssey, but the fourth. Number sign four. Connie comes to town. Hot diggity dog. Single digits, baby. Wild. Yeah. Uh, And it shows. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Complex episode, and we'll be getting into it. Don't worry. Um, It's the episode um, that introduces Connie Kendall, as played by Katie Lee. It is the fourth episode of the show. It's written and directed by Phil Waller and Steve Harris collaboratively, Hmm. um, who were the creators of Adventures in Odyssey. Okay. Um, It's got a John Campbell score. Mm -hmm. Chuck Bolte's producing, Bob Luttrell doing the post-production. Like, unlike, like, all Chris is hosting, like, the pieces are all here. Yeah, no, it's insane how much the format of the show has stayed consistent across like 30 years i mean even like the biggest format change was probably within like the first 15 years uh or fifth uh like the first 10 years once they mm-hmm. really got away from what we see in this episode which is like the really extended intros oh i mean the skits are gone within like five years Oh, yeah. Like, even less, maybe. Because it's when the show is producing new episodes every Every week. week. Yeah. Like, once they finish that out, that that Mm -hmm. drifts away. But, like, yeah. It's the wild thing with Odyssey, which that we... It's so easy to forget in doing this show. Mm -hmm. But, like, the first... Like, we're at 900 episodes. Like, the first 300 are over the course of, like, five years. Yeah. Yeah. That like, is or like the first bonkers. 250 or whatever, mm-hmm. however it works out. Yeah. And then like over time, stuff spreads out more and more. Yeah. To where now we get 12 real episodes a year. A slow trickle. <laughs> but. But honestly, the way that it is now, I can't say that more would be better. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. Odyssey, Odyssey has, if anything, this show has shown us like. There are episodes in every era of Odyssey to be critical of. Yes, certainly. And there are episodes in every era that we enjoy. Yep. Yeah. For sure. For for different reasons. Yeah. But it is really cool. I mean, obviously, like, this is the earliest episode we've ever covered. And to hear the names that are so much the same, like, it's written by Phil Lawler. Right. Yep. He wrote the Connie Comes to Town episode, and he you know, voices characters on the show for so long that so much of it, I don't know, the nostalgia is very thick for Mm. it being the beginning of something so great now. Yeah, yeah. And it, there is, I think consistency is maybe what we're looking for there, Mm -hmm. where it's even over all the years and all the changes this still does feel like Odyssey. Wits oh, yeah. End still feels the same. Yeah. Even if we are three wits removed. Yeah. Like, yeah. it, the shop is the same. Mm-hmm. And that is but kind of incredible. But the door is the same, because there's no bell. <laughs> there is no bell on the door. I was just assuming that she was that they were in a different room whenever the door opened. Like it was, <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, it's funny. Like, not all the language of the show is there, but... But most um, of it is, and yeah. when you, like, the fact that I picked up on that shows that, like, that was a yeah. staple that came up 
you yeah. know, really early on. Mm, like no, I think probably sure. by album two or three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not, not far out. Yeah. Cause I, I'm pretty confident. Well, so it's for sure there. So I don't know if we established this guys. I know actually, I know we didn't, but we're doing the like Connie's initial arc, the mm-hmm. 12 episodes where she goes from new girl entering town to girl who is now a Christian. Mm-hmm. So we're covering those, which will take us through a lot of different genres of Old Odyssey and should be a really fun time. I'm so Um, excited. (laughs) But by the time we hit Connie part one and two, Mm -hmm. the last episodes in this saga Mm -hmm. are the Eugene introduction episodes. Mm. For sure by then there's a bell because Eugene changes it to a buzzer famously. And Tom's mad about it. Yeah. So... It, it, we will track the bell over the course of this series. Worry not, Chalk Squad. Their minds are at ease. Their hearts yep. are ready. And uh, yeah, the other thing of note, this episode originally aired uh, December 12th of 1987. Mm-hmm. Andrew, uh, cast-wise, obviously, we've got Walker Edmiston as Tom Riley. Mm-hmm. We got Hal Smith as Wit. We got Katie Lee as Connie. Mm-hmm. Bobby Novak. Do you recognize the voice of that's, Bobby? That's Jimmy, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. David Griffin, not as Jimmy, but as Bobby. Yeah. And then we've also got uh, an actress named Dana Howerton playing the character of Amanda, mm-hmm. um, who we hear in this episode just a little bit, uh, and is also in like four early episodes of Odyssey or something, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. But, but definitely, it, like... You can see so much of the DNA of Jimmy in Billy, or not Billy, uh, Bobby. Um, yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, there to the extent where there's even a, like, Jimmy has a crush on Connie at one point. Yeah, like, yeah. That is that is recycled plot down the road. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. Because Bobby is 12, presumably, according yeah. to it. yeah. Yeah, I I feel like I feel like they were like they cast David Griffin as Bobby, mm-hmm. and then at a certain point went, "We want to give this character a family. Mm-hmm. Let's make him a new character." <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Because obviously he's a child. This is just mm-hmm. his voice. Like there yeah. is no difference between a no. Jimmy performance and a Bobby performance at this age. Not um, at all. Well, how early do the Barclays get introduced? Are they album two? Um, I don't, I don't remember offhand. I can, I can find out real quick though, uh, using the trusty Adventures in Odyssey wiki. Um, we can find out without too much effort that Jimmy's first appearance is episode 31. Oh, okay. Which I think is album two for yeah. you. It's the yeah. family vacation episode. Yeah. Is where Jimmy spawns. Wow. I didn't realize that that was the introduction to them. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this episode was part of the original like twenty two Odyssey USA, mm-hmm. like before it was rebranded as Adventures in Odyssey, and they were just kind of like produced these twenty two, and then like took a little bit of a break, and then came back with like, you know, the Adventures in Odyssey, the yeah. more formalized yeah Odyssey. It got but, picked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the not not to be confused with Family Portrait, which, which is like the pilot pilot. Yeah, which is like what if Focus on the Family made something not necessarily geared towards kids, but that was an audio drama, and mm-hmm. it's like we've got Family Portraits for that. Then we 
kind of established what we wanted here and these episodes are now in the continuity going forward yeah in Um, a way that family portraits is not correct um but yeah it's just i mean yeah it, it is it's wild the the way this show continues to exist (laughs) Um, And just a little bit on on Connie here off the top, seeing Mm. as this is her origin episode. Yes. Which is, yeah. Crazy. (laughs) Bonkers. Like, Like, I feel like I shouldn't be the one talking about it. Like, we need, like, a special guest or somebody. (laughs) Like, Yeah. It's like, she's, like, one of the three. Yeah. And they, yeah, so they were, um, this is, uh, yeah, talking about, um, so, in the uh, per the official guide, once they had done their test run with family portraits and they were trying to figure out Odyssey, they were like, they needed more established characters. Mm-hmm. And so, Steve Harris, who was show running at this point, worked with a uh, writer named Joe Glauberg, whose credits are like Happy Days and Mork and Mindy okay. and like more like Hollywoody stuff. Yeah, yeah. To kind of build out some characters. And one of which, um, so uh, they already had wit. Yeah. The other characters were Tom, Tom Riley. We're going to create a guy who has deep roots in the town of Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Wit's kind of an outsider a little yeah, bit in the yeah. beginning tom is like this is like his town yeah and then officer harley because mm-hmm. we need a comical cop who's gonna have to get edited out of the show <laughs> um you know because he's a bad example and then i you know but there are so many worse examples of cops <laughs> yeah yeah and then no hate crimes committed by <laughs> officer harley to my knowledge no no i not not that i know of um, and then and then Connie is the other yeah. of the, hey, we need to establish these core characters. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they Katie Lee had been a part of Family Portraits. Mm-hmm. And so the part of Connie was written with her in mind. Oh, um, okay. And they, yeah, which is when they kind of reshuffled it so that she could... Um, so that she could be in the episode after the birth of her son. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's kind of like it's it's crazy that she's still doing it yeah i mean when you said that like she's been through three wits yeah she's been through three wits and now she's lost eugene but she's been through eugene not being on the show to begin with coming in yeah leaving for an amount of time and then coming back yep like her yeah will ryan is not like even prior to his passing was not a mainstay of the show yeah to the degree that she was Mm -hmm. like this is yeah her show in so many ways certainly now at this point yeah it's awesome like i i think she does a great job and if anything i'm glad that she is the heir apparent to odyssey Mm. you know and i really hope that they can like in the content that they continue to make they give her more authority you know um explicitly yeah uh, it'd be cool i'm not holding my breath for it but no, certainly not <laughs> but yeah i just I know better than that i yeah and it is one of those things where it's just like like we've talked for so long about like can the show like 
the show continuing without wit mm-hmm. and all of that baggage mm-hmm. and also being like, you know, should like will it continue past Oka or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And obviously it's continuing past Will Ryan. Yeah. The question of it like of Odyssey existing without Katie Lee is something that I kinda don't want to think about. No, no. I, I'm pretty I'm sure like, if that were to happen, that's when I stop watching the soap opera. Like like I feel they'll like, still make episodes, but I just Yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh, honestly to a like in a very different way but chris anthony has a similar situation for me where i'm mm. just like th- that's the other thing this episode does is we have chris yeah from episode four yeah like, we have from chris the beginning. and chris is big chris says a lot like yeah. chris yep becomes a mainstay after- way more yeah. at this point yeah whereas now you could probably just reuse old audio and nobody would bat an eye oh no certainly yeah but she became that because of this yes for sure which is for sure very cool and it's also like one of the saddest parts about listening to new odyssey is like hearing a very clearly aged chris yeah but look well you know me and my childhood if the show wants to continue post chris just hire nathan yeah he's already been doing it for three years he's got all the practice you need and a great voice great voice listen to the bizible amen (laughs) Or should I say, faux shizzle? <laughs> a shizzle. A shizzle. <laughs> and a woman. <laughs> um, Dylan, do we have a promo for this episode? We do, in fact. I wish these promos were dated, because I don't know when this promo aired with the episode. But we're going to listen to it regardless. Hey, everybody. Say hi to Connie Kendall. She'll be helping me out here in the ice cream department. Next time on Adventures in Odyssey. Even though Connie Kendall has just moved into Odyssey, she can hardly wait to run away. Hey, I never wanted to get involved with anybody here, okay? I just wanted to earn some money and be on my way. Find out what happens on the next Adventure in Odyssey. A little fairy dust at the end there. That was nice. It's just sweet. It's really sweet. <laughs> the synth of this era of the show is just golden. Like, I, the transitions, John Campbell is just, I don't yeah. know, loving it. Yeah. 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 So, as we previously mentioned, uh, this episode begins with a very substantial Chris intro. Like, the plot of the episode doesn't begin until... Uh, after the first commercial break yeah yeah which is how all these old ones are yeah like this one is maybe slightly less in depth Mm -hmm. to what she has done Done. in other episodes Mm -hmm. um but it's still it's so much it's so much compared to what we have now which is literally nothing (laughs) and now adventures and odyssey yeah exactly with yeah. a wad fame chalk pot depending on if you get nathan yeah um, yeah we 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 could not pull off the production of these early episodes like we we no. kicked it around i think the first time we covered one with a skit of yeah. like can we make this work and we're just like the answer is no 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 way <laughs> couldn't be done it's so elaborate and yeah sorry this yep. is a hobby. I don't make any money from this. So, That being said, if you would like us to make money, um, we do have a way to give us that money. Yes, please. We are currently um, 
we're we're offsetting costs still at this point, mm-hmm. which we do truly appreciate because yeah, that seriously. is that is money. Yeah. Um. But uh, if if you've been holding back and you really want um some of this, uh, probably uh as this episode's airing, um we released our first fanfic episode which is incredible and is a new format we're playing around with i am i'm very happy with what's happening over there on the uh on the paid content so yeah me not too. to not to shill for myself mid-episode but look subscribe the Seriously. links in the description or just tell somebody uh that you know that you think would like the show yeah. i mean that too yeah it's a yeah, weird yeah. name so look it up for them it's helpful um but it's all caps so it's all caps it there's once... no spaces and it sounds the way it's spelled yep dylan thought of everything yeah <laughs> most. <laughs> most most i everything. mean honestly it it's incredibly, uh, what would you say, SEO, search engine optimized? It is. Um, it's got good SEO. But anyway, back to the intro of this episode. <laughs> uh, Chris is talking about the grass being greener on the other side, and mm. then there's like a weird skit about a very confused, clearly four-year-old trading his bike for a stick, yep. and then the mom's like, oh, man, like, what are you going to do? Yes, I did not know how well i was going to remember this episode until that skit happened and i was like oh i know this episode beat for beat what the heck i i've listened to this plenty but it's it's been a long time for me yeah i think as a guy who just like a lot of times would cherry pick episodes the fact that it has connie in the title makes it pretty clear fair and yeah that skit happened and i was like oh boy oh, yeah. do i remember trading a stick for a bike and <laughs> exasperated mom also played by chris like gotta love it and then we go and jump right into a wit intro no we do not because we have her setting up how much paul's life sucks. oh yes that's right yes right off the bat there's a child trading a stick for a bike and then she doesn't talk she doesn't say paul's name right she just says a character in the bible also blah 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 blah. right and And he does this right yep and it's like i don't know by the second thing i'm like okay it's paul yeah (laughs) jail and shipwreck and that one time he had to be lowered down in a basket and i'm like ha i just read acts 10 the other day I know that. Well, that was the red herring for me. That threw me off and made me think it was Old Testament. I was like, wait, r- wait, isn't that Rahab? Did she do oh. <laughs> but then he said wait. shipwrecked, and I was like, me, there's no me... way there was water on Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, it's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> no, yeah. No, I did get thrown off by the basket bit, though. <laughs> And then, am I missing anything else before the wit intro? No, no, I think okay. I think we can actually go into. Yeah, which is classic and obviously yep. first album, just oh, so nostalgic. Hold it! Yeah, just Dylan's got plenty of practice doing that one. I, I do. <laughs> I've recorded it more than once. Twice. Only twice. <laughs> yeah, my, my first note is just classic, I missed this. Like, this is just... I mean, it feels yellowed with age but mm-hmm. i love it <laughs> yeah yeah it we so we start out with like the most one-sided telephone call yes like there is stuff in this episode where i'm like boy like is this early on in the scripting of the show mm-hmm. and he's doing it's doing so much work to convey yes. both sides of the call oh my gosh yeah no it's but 
Well, and because they have to have him doing that uh, while he's doing, like, three other things at right. the same time, which makes right. it sound horribly yeah, yeah, yeah. inorganic. Yeah, because well, then it just becomes a who's on first bit. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Like, Tom shows up, mm-hmm. and he's trying to talk to Tom while be on the phone, and then a kid runs up, and mm-hmm. then another kid, and Wit's trying to juggle all this stuff. Yeah. And it establishes, like... You know, wits understaffed. Mm-hmm. But he was, and he's going to teach on the Mount of Transfiguration on Sunday. He, yeah, he is. It's in Matthew, Mark, and Freddy. <laughs> it's my favorite gospel. I, I, no, I know Freddy's not in the Bible. Freddy's in the room. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it is. I think the thing that comes through is where the script isn't there. Yeah, the engineering is there from day one. A hundred percent. In my opinion, like, the sense of placement and people mm-hmm. and all of that. And character interactions. Like, what is that going to look like? Yep. Like, I, Tom coming by with a load from the dairy? Like, what What was the, like, <laughs> I think it's been a while since we've heard about where Witsend gets its milk from. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just it's a, locally sourced before that was cool. Ooh. I'd love to see it. Is it coming from Tom's barn? Oh, I don't, I didn't get that impression, but I maybe. I didn't either. Maybe but, special, like specialty yeah. once a year type thing, <laughs> artisanal. But like, but yeah, it is just, artisanal. there's such the performances, the interplay, and the way it is all recorded yeah. to sound like a real room is so well done. Yeah. Even if the script is tedious. And like, I think this first scene is too long oh yeah i thought that like the who's on first bit just keeps going Mm -hmm. but without really escalating yeah like there's funnier ways to do it but it's like it kind of hits a plateau and then just continues at that same spot Mm -hmm. to where it gets a bit exhausting yeah well and yeah it it takes too long for Tom to inevitably bring it up, the fact that, like, they are understaffed. You need to get people, like, if I, you have to keep asking me to help out, you know, uh, just get me an apron or whatever. And Wit's like, oh, yeah, I'll just, I'll run over and take care of it. Um, yeah, but which, the, also, I think, I think is funny is, like, it didn't occur to me until Tom said it that Wit's End was understaffed. Fair. Like, I didn't get that that was the premise of the original, because in my mind, Connie's just busy doing something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's hard to put yourself in a wit's end that is just, just wit. Ju- yeah, just wit. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> well, and, like, I could only tell because of the level of noise that, like, there wasn't much crowd control. Yeah, but- yeah, for sure. But I feel like we've had plenty of, like, just Connie covering Wits End yeah. or like the stuff when they hire Aubrey when mm. they need someone like we've we've seen seasons of is Jay working at Wits End now? How about Jay? Um Nick Smoke cigarettes, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Andrew, that's you. Hey, and not on the podcast. I'm not smoking right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> but but yeah, it's it, yeah, so that that didn't feel like I've seen Wits End be overwhelmed by people before, mm-hmm. but the idea of like only Wit operates this yeah. shop is oh, so got funny. What what? Yeah, one guy to sling ice cream for all those kids? Are you yeah. kidding me? As somebody yeah. that works in the food service industry and professionally has to multitask at all times, like that ain't happening, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then but it it is cool because 
in the heat of it, like wit pivots to immediately meet the needs of the kids' personal relationships that were going on. Yep. So like Tom mm-hmm. is coming in, Tom's a friend, somebody from church is on the phone, he's trying to balance all these things at once, but then when a kid comes up and is saying like there's actually something going on here, wit is immediately there for them. Which I think is yeah. really cool. Yeah, I didn't um, I didn't pick up on that, but you're absolutely right. He's he immediately prioritizes the conflict that is yeah. happening overall the hubbub which is like yeah i think it's important to point out just because it's like a fundamental part of odyssey we, mm-hmm. we joke about you know wits ends menu and how much stuff costs and do people pay for stuff and whatever and i think it's because of stuff like this where it's like so early on in the show it is not about this being a business mm-hmm. it's about a place where people are you know mm. well put well Thanks. put um, yeah, Wit, Wit goes off to solve this argument between mm-hmm. Jimmy and Amanda, and, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is, what? It, it, wait, oh, it's Jim- Bobby! <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I thought I was wrong. I straight up thought that it wasn't Bobby. <laughs> nope, that's on me, folks. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh. Hey, man, that's the same voice. There's, there's plenty of grace for it. <sighs> It's too funny. Yeah. But but yeah, so you know, he settles he settles the argument mm-hmm. and then In walks Connie. Right. Well he he's like, you know, Bobby's bored and it's like, you know, well stay alert. Excitement could be right on the other side of the door. Yeah. And Connie then on cue walks through the door. Without any bell, and I got mad. <laughs> and see I assumed that they were in, like, the Bible room. Yeah. Like, I am so trained to be, like, bell, door, that's how someone enters. That when there's no bell and she enters the room, I just assumed it's they were not room. in the ice cream portion of the store. Yeah, they... And so in my head, genuinely, that entire scene is taking place in, like, a different room. Oh, uh, yeah, that's fair. Like, I that's picture fair. it all in the trailer. Like, with, like the wood siding <laughs> on the, the walls or something. Yeah. Dimly lit, mm-hmm. carpeted floor, mm-hmm. wood pan, like, dark mm-hmm. wood panel sides. Yep. Big train table, yep. center of the room. Yep. You can see it now. That is wild that you and I have the same thing <laughs> of what a train room's going to be like. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, man. I- I'm wondering if our, like... It's definitely been, like, conditioned into us at this point, that bell sound. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, because, yeah, that's the thing, is I didn't even question that there wasn't a bell. I was just like, oh, they're in a different room. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the definition of Pavlovia. Yeah. (laughs) With the bell and everything. Uh, We love it. That, yes. (laughs) Chalk Squad, are you familiar with Pavlov's? (laughs) experiments on animals and that relation to bell oh uh, man but but yeah so, so she's looking for front street um yeah for a department store because she has like a job interview or she has a job application yeah she was looking through the paper and found a spot like a job yeah. and she's like oh yeah like i'm trying to get there can mm-hmm. you point me in the right direction and rather than giving her the answer we just starts being super nosy yep incredibly and he's just nosy. like 
he's just like, yeah, she's like, I'm trying to save up money to get back to L.A. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, who, you know, do you have family there? And she's like, well, my dad, but, you know, he, you know, just, just my dad, but he, he's off doing, uh, you don't, we don't see much of him mm-hmm. or something like that. And then, and then it's like, oh, well, you know, have you worked in, you know, a department store before? And she's mm-hmm. like, no, but I've shopped in a lot of them. <laughs> you know, my <laughs> only ever job before was, was you know doing some waitressing and what's like oh well did you see this job posting and she's like yeah yeah yeah. how do you get to front street or i guess i'll just go find front street on my own he's like but wait yeah i've got a job for you yeah you come work here and like it's it's not a i don't hate his argument because he does a good job like he basically offers to match the price of the department store offers the job come you know come work for me you've got experience and connie's like well why would you just offer me a job out of the blue like that and i'm like well i mean i feel like i know you pretty well at this point know about your family and previous experience and stuff yeah um, yeah where he's like i don't know i think i think the part that's handled i think that him i think that his nosiness is frustrating yes but him offering her a job in light of that is kind of fun yeah where he's just like well look you've already told me everything i need to know yeah so like you want to just you know jump in on this and she's Mm -hmm. like he's like you know she's like well what you haven't even told me what it'll pay he's like i I, I'm wit. Money is no object. Yeah. I own an encyclopedia company. I used to work for the NSA. I'm an archaeologist. <laughs> like, we'll just make it happen. Money is not real to me, okay? Right. Like, yeah. I own a wit's end. You're getting I, I own an ice cream shop where <laughs> money costs stuff. Or, yeah. like, where food costs maybe money, maybe not. Who knows? This might be a charity. Um, And then, and he's like, but I'm just going to call up the, yeah. the department store and get their find out what he mentions, would pay you yeah mentions the person by name like oh i know yes. this person yep i'll just call him up whatever they're paying you i got you right which is is funny and like it's like weird, weird wit is fun. so wit is so unconcerned with money to where it's like oh it didn't even occur to him but as soon as it does it's the nonest of issues yeah and i just it's so I don't know. It encapsulates him and this show and this time period and what they're going for so well. Well, they even set that up a little bit in the previous scene with Tom where he said that he was looking for help, but he hadn't found the right person. Yeah. And so, like, obviously this is meant very directly to set up Connie walking in and him just giving her the job. Like, (laughs) yeah, basically throwing it at her. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um the yeah so he's and then like you hear uh tom fumble behind the bar yeah. <laughs> and uh screw something up for a kid yep it's like oh yeah we need help yep and they also refer he refers to it as the ice cream department yeah which i assume <laughs> is a joke about the department store thing yeah but is still just weird <laughs> i would love it if it was a department though <laughs> Like I was like, Witt's wait, when there's two so employees, expansive. you don't have you don't have departments. We we have an AI department. We have a biblical, uh, theological, historical accuracy department, and uh, ice cream department. Pizza department coming soon. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, as the listener pointed out, they I think Wits Flop is making a pizza machine. So there's like pizza from episode one at Wits End. 
Uh, you're right. <laughs> you, th- that person is right. So shout out to I. I, I How did? Uh, yeah. So we have to be the ones to corner the brand on Wits End Pizza. <laughs> this is an Easter egg that is ripe to be harvested upon. Michaela, we need you now more than ever. <laughs> do you want P- Wits End Pizza merch or do you want to open a pizza shop called Wits End? We'll start with the merch and see where it goes. You know, I, I think that adding it to our catalog is pretty low-hanging fruit. There's a lot of pizza t-shirt memes out there to uh, to go off of. Look, we already sell a shirt based off salami. I think we can manage. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think we can manage something that's pizza-related. True, 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 true. Uh, oh, God, I love creativity. <laughs> but uh, And salami. <laughs> The part of meat you don't want to eat. Except for me. Um, so, yeah, then it's we get a scene of Connie and Bobby talking. I guess mm-hmm. they're walking together to go pick up, like, work clothes for Connie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bobby's her guide. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to her about California. And she's, you know, she says, like, oh, I've never been bored. And I'm like what who what how what childhood (laughs) you're you're what like 14 yeah how have you never been bored (laughs) i mean i guess you've only been alive 14 years so like you only have to make it through one year without being bored 14 times but (laughs) wow look at you exactly sounds ridiculous huh connie (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah it was she's never bored it's so exciting she was in a movie uh, I don't think that's mentioned here, but it's mentioned later. Um, and Bobby's like yeah. just so excited. Right. She was an extra in a movie that filmed at her high school. Yeah. Good, good joke. Top notch. Yeah, and then yeah, Bobby's and, talking about oh, there's like some kid who like oh, you know, he really likes the idea of California. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he talks about the there's this kid in his class who is in California mm-hmm. whose neighbor cleans Don Johnson's pole. pole. Yeah. So. <laughs> Gotta which, love my which, uh, lame claim to fame. Wild. I mean, like that is like the perfect kid story. Mm-hmm. And it's also absolutely insane for the like odyssey to reference a real person yeah so early on like i was just like oh we're talking miami vices don, don johnson, johnson? <laughs> we're talking knives out don johnson in uh like, we're just in we're episode just, four <laughs> we're just casually gonna drop django Unchained's don johnson <laughs> like it's a wild call but well i mean, I mean at least his pool so you know, not really. <laughs> yeah, Focus wouldn't endorse such things directly. No. Well, but it is such the, like, perfect, like, look oh, around yeah. the room, see a TV guide, it's 1987, yeah. Don Johnson. <laughs> like, that is... Fair. 100%. <laughs> it's, like, peak Miami Vice right there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, the, Bobby talks about, like, mm-hmm. you know... You know, hey, it would be dangerous for you to go the whole way out to California, a girl on your own. And I'm like, hello, child being written by an adult man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, also, hello, child 
written to be a 12-year-old, written by an adult man. Like, voice acted by an 8-year-old crushing on a 16-year-old. <laughs> written by a 30-year-old. Yeah, and it is, oh man. This is some prequels-ish. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's such like right out the back toxic masculinity where I'm just like, he's like, I'm going to go along and I'm going to protect you on the bus. And I'm just like, who are you, child, and what's happening here? Yeah, you're... What? <laughs> I, I he agree. He sounds so young. He sounds so young. Where it's like if you play this as like a like those words coming out of Rodney's mouth in you Aloha, know oi. Oi, make total sense. Perfect sense. Coming Here, out of it is a like who sounds like a six year old yes. talking to Connie, who I think is probably like fourteen. Yeah, is yeah. kind of where they're shooting. Maybe with fifteen. This. Yeah, maybe. Um, it's, Connie's hard to place age-wise. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is she 16? How old do you have to be to work in Odyssey? Yeah. Like, uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe she is older. Maybe she is 16. Yeah. I but mean, she, she won't get her driver's younger. license for 10 years, so. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Time ain't sticky here. Yeah. Um. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's just Mr. Weird. Whitaker gets brought up right. and his moral values and Connie's like, oh, he's into religion, huh? She's like, oh yeah, he, and Bobby's like, well, yeah, he's a Christian. And Connie's like, what? I can't believe I'm working for a Christian. I got to get back to California yeah. where there are no Christians. Yep. Not, not a ton of really powerful ones. Yeah. Hey, hey, focus on the family. I don't know if you remembered this because it was only like. 20 years before this episode came out but like mainstream evangelical christianity started in california all of the worship music that you were like? listening to and that everything is influenced from started in california by a bunch of hippies so sorry about that I'm going to need to sleep with one eye open tonight because I don't think this is going to go over well. <laughs> Ukraine's at Russia. I'm sorry. Russia's at Ukraine's border and focus is going to be beating down my doors. <laughs> you could never. <laughs> but, but yeah. The Waller climbs in my window. <laughs> He's on your ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to avoid the ceiling fan though. Always sleep with that on. So maybe maybe he's on my ceiling, then he hits the ceiling fan, and I wake up with <laughs> Phil Waller hitting the floor. You don't realize the joke you made, do you? No. Ceiling fan is like a f like the famous Adventures in Odyssey oh, fan yes. like yes, show yes. spinoff thing. Yes. And you said, gotta avoid the ceiling fan, and I was like, that's a perfect joke. <laughs> He doesn't the only know it perfect yet. Ones I, it's perfect because I didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. Anyways, and that's that's anything else on that scene? No, because then we jump back to Wit's End, where mm -hmm. Connie's been working for an indeterminate amount of time and has saved up enough money to go back. And Wit's like, the kids are really gonna miss you. Yeah, and this Especially is Bobby. This is a horrible scene. Mm -hmm. I hate this scene. Yeah, not a fan. It's. Wit is so passive aggressive. Yeah. It is insane. Yeah. The line drawn to from this wit to Mori wit yeah. is so clean as opposed to everything that happened in, in between. between. Which was better. <laughs> yeah. 
He's just like, oh, it's so, and it is so wit in this scene. I feel like more than maybe most is such a transparent vessel for what the writers wanted to say to the world. Yeah. In a way that just really bugs me. And he's he's talking about like, yeah, like, you know, going back to the, you know, going back to uh, California all by yourself in a big city. Like, I just want to see it. I just want you to see how dangerous it is. Yeah. And it's just, it's the worst villainization of, like, big cities, mm-hmm. which is so racially charged. Yeah. And so... Classist. (laughs) Classist, so snobbish, so born out of, like, 50s America that it just pisses me off. Yeah. Where I'm like, I hate, I hate this, like, holier-than-thou, we're in a small town, and that makes us better. And I realize that's literally the premise of Adventures in Odyssey. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, the reason this show exists is because of this. Yeah. But I, for whatever reason, for the most part, it's just the fun parts of being in a small town, which I can relate to as someone in a small town. Mm -hmm. And I imagine, even if you're not in a small town, you have your neighborhood. You have, Mm -hmm. like, it's not, there are versions of this. Yeah. Regardless of where you are. Yeah. But the direct then conflict of like cities are bad yeah and you will turn out a worse person if mm-hmm. you go back to one yeah as opposed to if you stay here where you where you will only turn out a great person yeah is well it, it comes from like a sense of you know homogeny where it's like well mm. because we're right and everybody is like us if you stay here there's no way that you can turn out bad mm. But if yeah. you go there, you you hear from everybody, and what? You're going to have to make decisions for yourself? Well, we can't trust you to do anything right. Yeah. And then, fair. It's none of yeah. your business, though. Yeah. <laughs> I just got here. Yeah. I'm 14. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go home. Yeah. And then he... And then it just gets worse from here. Yeah. Because he then is like, you know... And if you go back, you know, Bobby's coming with you. Mm-hmm. He's... He's... You know, you've got a problem. This is some, like, he is so infatuated with you and with this that he is, like, going to run away from home, and that's on you, Connie. And I'm like, no. Not on you. This is a very young child being carried away. She has done nothing to egg him on. Mm -hmm. She is, like, she's not, she's not responsible for him. This is not a serious threat. The also, idea that he would actually the buy right, a bus ticket. <laughs> right. The idea that he would actually be able to follow through with this is preposterous and the idea that Connie is responsible for it is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And he's like didn't you know he has a crush on you? Mm-hmm. Now that part isn't your fault. Mm-hmm. And then goes on to do all of the rest. Also, that part isn't your fault, but if you were wearing that dress, Then it would be be your fault. fault. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not your fault because you're doing things the like, because you present yourself in a way that I find, like, I approve of. Yeah. But if you presented yourself slightly differently, this conversation would be 
Now that's your fault yes. for making him fall for you. Yes. And I just that dichotomy. Your makeup. Now this child is right. running away from home. Yeah. Straight like, line like between does, the two. He holds her responsible for it. I think it's funny that he calls attention to, like, it's not your fault that he has a crush on you. When, like, because obviously it's not. None of this is her fault. But also, you are only, you're only able to say that with because you, like, because... Yeah, she's conforming to your idea of yeah. how she should exist in mm-hmm. th- that dimension. Because she's 14 and has distant right. parents. Like, right. if anything, it's kind of yucky. Um, and, right. like, I don't think that Wit has any bad intentions for Connie, right. but it just it shows yeah, a very close-minded and, like, selfish perspective yeah. that, like, I think that a counter-moves era Wit is not gonna say those things i think so i think the perfect foil to this is the version of this storyline that actually exists in odyssey is richard and lucy Mm -hmm. that is how this thing genuinely plays out yeah and one wit does not confront richard nearly as hardly no and two in that instance Richard is being manipulative. Yes. And doing this with intention. Yes. And it is genuinely bad, and we need to call attention to that. Yes. In this scene, Connie is, like, Connie has done nothing. She's clocked in twice. Like, she's also, like, so the thing, they they keep going on where, where Wit's, like, you know, you have to be aware of the influence you have. Yeah. Every time you come in contact with another human being, something happens. Neither one of you is ever quite the same again. You can't drift through life thinking you're never going to influence everyone. God made each and every one of us to be dependent on other people. He wants us to feel some sort of responsibility towards each other. What type of world would we live in if we didn't care about one another? And the second half of that is so good that it almost masks the first. Yes. <laughs> because the idea that, like, I don't think Connie's obviously not seeking to influence people. Mm-hmm. She is having an influence on people. I also don't think she is. I think Wit is putting too much weight in her influence. Yeah. And that Connie and not enough is, recognition of his own authority over right. the situation. And that Connie is responding in a pretty good way. The fact like, that she showed up for work on time at the age of 14, or, I don't know how yeah. much more you can ask from her. Like, yeah, well, are you kidding me? Yeah, and the 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 stuff where I'm mad at where I'm just get the most mad at Wit. Like, he is Wit is so angry here. Mm. He is playing it with so much. There is a scene in which Katie Lee plays Connie as nearly crying mm-hmm. in a way that, like, punches me to my gut. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, you also, like, Connie isn't saying that she has zero responsibility over the situation. Mm-hmm. That's not her message. No. But she's acknowledging that, like, she did influence him in that way, but she's just not taking responsibility for that influence, nor should she. Yes. Like, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. Wait, you're the adult in this situation. Like, mm-hmm. Connie is 
new in town. Mm -hmm. This is, like, she has not been here before. This is a new environment. Mm -hmm. She is a high school kid. Yeah. And she is not a Christian. Yeah, not at all. Don't, you don't know anything, like, you... With holding, I'm not saying that we can't call people towards better standards, Mm -hmm. but with holding her to this standard with so much judgment that she is on the verge of tears. Is not a good Christian moment. Certainly not. It's not the play. (laughs) No, not at all. And it's not in character and it doesn't seem like what they wanted wit to be but in that moment like it's like what you said where wit becomes the mouthpiece instead of wit yep you know yes i i think that this yeah it just so transparently becomes Mm -hmm. a megaphone yeah for them to get out their message yeah and yeah it's it's a message first rather than character first thing and Mm -hmm. it's so grating yeah also there's just a weird moment where Wit says, okay, so you're not a believer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is In weird. a way that sounds like it was recorded on a different planet. Yeah. Like, it, that, that... Okay, so you're not a believer. Three weeks later, he comes back to finish the right, sentence. Right, like, 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 Connie says something. The next day, Wit goes, okay, so you're not a believer. And the conversation changes again. Like, it's... it's Yeah. It's, it's a weird... It's just a weird... In a, an episode that sounds so good otherwise... Well, it, it just struck me as... Very what different. What is this? Yeah. What is this line reading? What is this line reading? Why is that there? Why is it emphasized yeah. like that? Yes. Like... Yeah. 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 And then, right, the... The part of this... Yeah. Well, so so uh, let me let me finish out the insanity, which is wit ending on this line where he's like, where he's like, you know, are you gonna be able to raise a twelve-year-old boy or whatever? And I'm just like, yeah. how did how? we get here? Yeah. Why are you like that? Is at this point, wit is like it, just straight up bullying her. Yes, a hundred percent. Where bullying I'm like, a that child. is founded on literally nothing. Wit. Yep. You are just. Like, you're fighting so hard to get her to stay here. Yeah. And I realize that that creates the show that we want and love. Mm -hmm. But your methodology is terrible that you you don't win Connie over by showing how you guys are different. Mm -hmm. You bully her into staying because you scare her away from the alternative. Yeah. Which is... Horrible marketing. I right, mean, it's, it's very like, effective it's like, marketing, but it's a horrible religion. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, I mean, it's it's the it's the become a Christian so you don't go to hell. Yep. Of Odyssey. Yep. Where it's like, it's not stay in Odyssey because it's so great here, and you know you will enjoy it and whatever. It's yeah. a if you go back to California, your life will fall apart. Yeah. Well, and to be honest, I mean, she was running away from home at the age of 14. Connie should not have been doing that. You know, she shouldn't be going there alone. Yeah. At the age of 14. However, John Avery Whitaker, resident not her dad, not her legal guardian, not of any previous connection to her, has no right to stick his nose in that business beyond, I just want you to be safe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can be like, please be safe have somebody go with you you can call me whatever you know but 
Yeah, yeah. We didn't have no... really talk about that piece of it, but it's the right. Connie is not telling her mom she's going back. Yeah, and I'm like, I even don't hate Wit talking to her about that. I wish she did it with less passive aggression. Yeah, I wish she just straight up was like, "Hey, so your mom doesn't know you're doing this. Let's unpack that." Yeah, like I wish that he approached it from not a stance of you're dumb and you got to figure this out mm-hmm. and how could you be so dumb but from well, a, and like a, what I've are the what are out. the factors that got you to this point mm-hmm. and are you okay with the repercussions yeah exactly but not in a way that villainizes the repercussions like at no point in this like he briefly says, like, don't you think that might hurt your mom a bit? Yeah. But like, that's the thing to talk about more yes, so. Exactly. Is how is this going to damage your relationship with your mom? Mm-hmm. Not like, how are you going to handle raising a kid who's a few years younger than you? Yeah. But yeah, and that's the thing where, in that conversation, it just escalates in a very chaotic way that feels not whipped. Like, not yeah. the slow, calculated, careful, I'm an old guy, I know when to close my mouth. This is wit stooping to the level of a 14-year-old. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the—anyways, that, that that's that's the end of my most frustrated rant. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to talk about the other half of that quote that I think is, like, good. Very good. If you're into Very it. good. Yeah, go for which it. Which is, like— God made each and every one of us to be dependent on other people. He mm-hmm. wants us to feel some sort of responsibility to, to each other. What w- type of world would we live in if we didn't care for one another? Wouldn't function. Like, I genuinely... Like, I'm... I'm the... I would say the line of he wants us to feel some sort, sort of responsibility towards one another is... I I appreciate the sentiment. I think that that could maybe be presented in a way that has less is less charged. Yeah, but responsibility is very hard to divvy up in right. a healthy way. Yes, because it's all it's a hundred or zero. <laughs> yeah, because right, being like we are. Yeah, we want to engage in the people around us in a responsible way. We cannot hold ourselves responsible for their actions. Exactly. Because that is a road to destruction. Mm -hmm. But the sentiment of we need to, like, be dependent on other people, not try Mm -hmm. and do this on our own, and care about our neighbors Mm -hmm. is something I really care about. A hundred percent. And it's... Like community is so important to, and that's what is like that should be the argument. That should be the argument that keeps Connie in town is the the community, and that's what is presented, but not what Wit says. Right, right. (laughs) Because because at the end of the episode, it's like she stays in spite of Wit. At the end of the episode, she says like, you know, I wanted to go back to california because like people liked me and i Mm -hmm. had friends and whatever and i have that here yeah and that's a good sentiment Mm -hmm. i like the idea of hey she has found a community Mm -hmm. and so she has reason to stay yeah that is genuinely great and i think that there's even a version of that where the part of the community she presents that she has is 
wit and his influence and mentorship. Mm. Like, I think that that is a good piece of her community. Yeah. I don't think that he acts in that way in this episode. No, no, certainly not. But I think that there's a version of the script where he could and we could motivate her to stay just because she feels like she's making these deep connections with the people around her. Yeah. When I say, I would say that that is the difference maker between a city and a small town is that it's a lot easier to get connected in a small town. Yeah. Yeah. There's for sure a, there's a more immediacy where it's like, it's less hard. Like it's not something you have to seek out as hard. Yeah. That being said, if you're like, you will by proxy, no matter where you are, get to know people. In a city, yeah. Yeah. And, well, like, well, you no matter build where you community are. with the people right. in your apartment building. Right. But, like, like, you will yeah. run into people on a regular enough basis, no matter where you are, and no matter how many people are around you, that there's familiarity. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't go anywhere and not have that. Because even if you're in the middle of nowhere, you still have to go into town. Yeah. And then there's... Only one guy who works at that shop and yeah, you're like 100%. best friends. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, or you just, you know, shake hands and buy gas or whatever. But yeah. like you have familiarity. There, there, yes. That familiarity and community is like almost impossible to avoid. Yeah. But and it's such I a do think, yeah, book. I think Odyssey presents a good opportunity for Connie to have good community. I think that mm. she could find that in california too oh 100 but i think that yeah I, I agree the idea of her burning bridges with her mom in order to do that is tough what she should have done instead of going back to california is go to maine and hook up with mitch <laughs> <laughs> early on yeah. then both in high school that's the spinoff i want there that's you go what I'm saying. write that fanfic we'll read it um but yeah just like <laughs> I, yeah, I think, I think Connie finding a valuable community Mm -hmm. is the rewrite I would do on this episode rather than being scared away from Odyssey because she'd have all this additional responsibility if she went back and her world would crumble around her. Life as she knew it would end Mm -hmm. because of the choices she's made and the influence she's had. And I'm just like, I, yeah, I want to have, I want to influence the people around me. Mm -hmm. Like I want to have an impact in the lives of my friends. I want to be able to speak truth Mm -hmm. into those relationships and not like, you know, if you, if your prioritization is only ever be friends with everyone Mm-hmm. then like there's a lack of depth there yeah 100 percent. but like building those relationships where it's like they can say stuff to me and it counts and mm-hmm. i can say stuff to them and it counts and mm-hmm. like that is yeah so freaking valuable mm-hmm. and so important to me and i'm just like yeah we do need to care for one another and mm-hmm. not just the people who we want to care for exactly. but the people we don't and like primarily like <laughs> like i don't know i've been reading uh i've been going through james and hebrews um for my new testament class and they they take a very dis like uh, a not paul perspective on the early mm. church and it's very 
uh, very Christ-centered and a lot less institutionally concerned and just a lot more about, like, living life as Christ is means just loving other people and serving Mm -hmm. other people and seeking opportunities to restore relationships, even if it's at your own expense, for the sake of everybody. Yeah. You know, and, like... Yeah. That's not what we get from here, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's tough, and I don't think I do it well always. No, no, and certainly I, not. Yeah, I want to be better about it. I the yeah that that factor of just like I don't know being willing to like I I, I don't know my my thing I've been wrestling with recently um, is just what is the point at which it is worth potentially losing a relationship Mm. in order to be heard Mm. where it's just like if i am really struggling with x y and z that's going on in someone's life and i'm like i am watching you go down such a bad path Mm. but i'm like if i say something and then you no longer listen to anything i ever say then yeah like is that worth it and that has been that just really pulling back the curtain. Did not expect to get this vulnerable, but like that has been like the big thing I've been wrestling with recently. Yeah. Is yeah. just like at what point am I just building up relational capital and never actually cashing out on it? No, a hundred percent. Well, and dealing with confrontation in that like in that vein, especially when you care about somebody genuinely, is delicate in mm. any and every instance. And that's I think with the part about wit that we both don't like the most is that he just comes in there cavalierly with no kid gloves no really empathy or consideration to you know have to gain a better understanding but rather just kind of put his solution in in place yeah um yeah there is a definite lack of delicacy um but he he comes up with a solution in the end that will solve everything and it's uh, if Connie guest MCs the Bible Bowl. Yep, and then gets Bobby to help because she can't read the Bible names. Yep, as, like, Tom is planted in the crowd yeah, to what? prod <laughs> Bobby about this stuff, where he's just like, man, Bobby, you should volunteer to go up there and help out Connie. Um, and Bobby's like, what? I don't have, like, I can't, I can't, you know, you know, she's going to miss the bus. Yeah. And they get up on stage and he's like, you're missing the bus. And he's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll show you how to get a refund. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You tell and, me how to pronounce Melchizedek. Right. And she's, yeah. Another heavy feature he, in the book of Hebrews. <laughs> he, he's also like, you know, Mr. Whitaker got, got you, got to you. Didn't he? Yeah. And she's like, no, it wasn't that it was. Yeah. But but she this is when she talks Turns out about being like bullied violently is it's effective yeah. unfortunately right but it's where she says like you know I you know have friends and I'm liked here mm-hmm. and I'm just like and that's what I had in California and now I have it here so you know I'm gonna give this a shot yeah and I like that sentiment I just wish that we got to it differently. Um, I also wish that Connie would actually have friends here. Yes. Because it will be 30 years till she meets Penny. Um, yeah. And Penny is one person. Right. Who and is not even that similar to she, Connie. She for, she for sure has, like, has Eugene. But, like, yeah. and there are other people. I feel like in these early Odyssey episodes, we do get, like, some of her high school people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Which I'm excited to get into. Yeah, it's been so long since I've done like 
or since I've listened to early, early yeah. Connie stuff. Yeah. And like this is, I'm, I'm so excited for, for what we're, what we're about to be going through here. Yeah. Um, any, anything else you, you want to say on this one, Andrew? No, nah, I mean, it was, it was good. Um, Connie's great. What's terrible. Yeah. The format's fine. Um, I yeah, have so much nostalgia for it. I love mm-hmm. this, like the, the music from this era of the show. And, and I think just this listen through has shown me how much of the show's DNA is cyclical and is like from is building upon these basic original concepts that were established so early on. So like we've been making this podcast for, you know, 40, 40 years for four years. And, uh, you know, this is the earliest episode we've ever covered. So we've talked about so much of what Odyssey is. And now this, this arc lets us take a much closer look at how that got there. And Connie is the prime example of it. Mm -hmm. She's queen. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just, it's exciting to, like, do the origin story. Yeah, right? Like, like and, how did it take us this long? Yeah. We did Twilight yeah. Zone before we did this? <laughs> Absolutely. Best decision we've ever made on this podcast, guys. 100%. Um, but yeah, so the uh, the episode that we are uh, we are discussing next is literally the next episode. We're going to be back next week to talk about episode five, Gifts for Madge and Guy. Oh, bye, guys. Bye, Madges.